Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. This is Recode Media with Peter Kafka, that's me, and today for the special Peacock Streaming Unveil episode, my co-host, Ronnie Mola. Welcome, Ronnie. Hi, thanks for having me. You are welcome anytime. Uh, Normally, I'm the person telling you about this stuff, but I couldn't go to the unveil yesterday. I was in transit. I streamed it, actually, while I'm in the back of an Uber. I don't advise doing that. Ronnie went in my stead, um, and she's going to be sort of the, the, the... voice and ears and brain of the average consumer here who's going to this stuff and and doesn't really follow it as closely as maybe I do. Before we get to your impressions of it, um, just let's explain what Peacock is going to be. I think we knew and now we know for sure. So Peacock is NBC's streaming service. It's a an app that lets you watch things that are on NBC on the internet. Amazing. Right. 2020. And, to be fair, that's existed before. It has existed before, but this is their entrant into it. Um, and just some basics, right? So it's going to it's gonna have what? It's going to have all NBC content, which is a lot of like, eventually it'll have The Office, it'll have Parks and Rec, it has a lot of um, comedy stuff like SNL, also The Olympics. Yep. Um, so stuff that was on, is on NBC, stuff that NBC has made in the yeah. past, that's appeared on other networks, and how much are you going to pay for it? You could pay the, the the grand old price of free, which they were really pushing, or um, if you don't want ads, you could pay ten bucks. And then there's a middle version. There's, there's a middle a version. Premium that has, version. It's that's, called premium. It has it's five dollars. It has a little bit more content and but they really, still ads. It'll have the original stuff. They're going to make some like a Battlestar Galactica reboot. It, it's in theory it costs five dollars. They don't expect you to pay for that either. What they want you to do, I'm stepping on your lines here, is to get it free because you're a cable subscriber. So if you're right. a Comcast sub or a Cox sub, and that's about 24 million people, you will also get the $5 premium version for free. So there's kind of four tiers. There's free. There's free if you're paying for cable. There's $5. Yeah, there's it's $10. free if you know a guy. Or- <laughs> but the big emphasis was free, free, free. So we'll talk about strategy, strategery in a minute. I just want to get your impressions of going to an event like this. Um, you can stream this. You can get a good sense of what it's like, but it's different if you go there and you get to see who they're pitching to directly. What was your sense of that? It was a packed room full of, I guess, journalists and investors. Explain, and, explain the room. Um, it's uh, you, you said this is an important room. It's uh, 8H, which I guess is um, where SNL happens. I love that. Well, it's great talking to Ronnie about TV because Ronnie enjoys TV, but she is not a TV head. Right. If you're a TV head, you know that Studio 8H is a famous studio where they make SNL and it's a big deal. But Ronnie doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. I, well, I, yeah, these are not important things to me. But it, apparently it, a lot of the, the talent that they had, they had like Jimmy Fallon, they had Tina Fey, some other people I don't know come on stage and and be like, this is really important. I remember when I was here back in the old days and, you know, so-and-so would yell at me. So they had like a lot of history with this room. Yeah. To me, it was just a stage, a fine stage. And um, they showed a bunch of uh, new shows. And who, who's who's in the room at Studio 8H? Uh, who's, who's there with you? There's press. A lot of press and uh, investors. 
yeah. investors, people who I assume are investing in Comcast. And then analysts, right? Analysts, who are explain yeah. this stuff. And is, is it a cool room? Or it's just a studio. You don't care. It's just a studio. Okay. It was dark. Got there like as everyone was already sitting. I was all the way over on the side. I was near where like they had some trumpet players come out for when they showed that you could watch the Olympics in 2020. They brought out live trumpet players. Live live brass players. That's great. Pretty cool. I didn't uh, feel Apple, anything. Apple really. didn't have brass brass bands. Yeah, Disney I mean, didn't well, have they brass played, bands. You know, along with the last Olympics, you're supposed to feel something. It's supposed to be really. For really that momentous. John Williams theme. Uh, yeah. Sure, I don't know. Sure, okay. I have no idea. I'll explain that to you afterwards. Okay. Uh, and then afterwards, there was good food. It sounds like. Uh, yeah, they brought us up to the Rainbow Room, which I guess is re- near the top of the rock, and there was a beautiful view and lovely food and a lot of the same people who were in the were in the room and sushi. And sushi. Okay. There's no sushi at Apple. There was no sushi at Warner Media. There might have been sushi at this Disney. Is already but if, way, but if so, I didn't see this it. One. Yeah, you, you, you got the best one. So let's talk about how is the service itself going to be different than the other services we've been talking about for the last year who are coming online? Apple, Disney, HBO Max. They're making TV easy to watch on the internet. And it's different than the other ones because you don't have to pay for it. It's ad supported. They were trying to say that like, they're filling this niche that no one else has done. There's all these things like Netflix and HBO Now where you could pay for it and they have this really good content or this really crappy stuff on like uh, Facebook and what's the other free – or YouTube where people are creating their own – Tubi TV. Tubi, right. Uh, like there's lower one called end. Zumo that Comcast is actually going to buy, but they haven't announced that yet. And there's also uh, one that uh, Pluto, that Viacom bought. Right. So there's a bunch CBS. of other free ones, but their content's not going to be – as good as NBC's. This is what NBC is saying. Um, so they're positioning themselves as the the free, but good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, by the way, just some context. There there has been TV on the internet for a while. Oh, really? um, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. NBC and CBS at all all had their own sites initially. Um, they were unimpressive and they had all kinds of problems. And then surprisingly, all the networks or three of the networks got their shit together and made Hulu. Um, which everyone thought was going to be a giant failure for a lot of well-founded reasons. And it turned out to be extraordinarily successful. And there was this period, this kind of golden age, where you could get a ton of stuff streaming on Netflix. You didn't have to pay extra for it. And then you could get almost everything except for CBS that had been on regular TV the night before on Hulu Right. This is a period free. of history I actually remember. <laughs> it was, it was, and it said, oh, this is great. This is what the future is going to be like, and now actually it's not like that at all, oh and everything's getting good. disaggregated, and you have to go hunting and pecking and and pay for stuff. Everyone wants that genie back in that bottle, but it's it's not going back. Yeah, there. TV is getting less good again. What was your sense of of what NBC and Comcast want out of this? Uh, they seem to have kind of low expectations, I guess. Um, they they had this deck toward the end where they're like, you know, in four years we'll have maybe like thirty five million. Subscribers, which to for users, right? Users, Not even because you don't have to pay for active it. Active users, yeah. right? But for a free thing, that seemed like low to me, especially if you know sixty million people are paying for Netflix, and you know in Disney, the U.S. in the U.S. Sorry, yep. sixty million people in the U.S. are paying for Netflix that, today. Today, and Disney expects to have however many sixty to ninety, right? In that say in that twenty twenty four. Yeah, and that's for a paid thing. So I, when they're emphasizing free, it's for everybody. You know, like we're hitting the widest swath of people. I thought it was weird that it, they would guess so low. Yeah, my thoughts on that are either they're 
purposely lowballing it so they can come out next year and go, we've already hit our 35 Mr. million number. Did you, did you know? It's amazing. And also, I think fundamentally they have a straddle going on here, which is Comcast, the company, has a video business. It has a broadband business. The broadband business isn't going anywhere. You can't When you say cut the cord, you're not really cutting the cord. Right, you're, you're still, still paying, paying a lot Comcast for, for broadband. It's, it's a really profitable business. They're in great shape. And then they have this video business, which is declining. Um, it is going to decline for all the reasons anyone listening to the show understands. But it's not going away right away. And they don't want to hasten its disappearance. Disney, it looks like they're being more aggressive about saying we're taking some of the best stuff that you might have expected to see on cable and putting it on Disney+. Plus. But not everything. Again, ESPN, if you want regular ESPN, you have to pay for cable. Anyway, NBC seems like it's doing much more of a straddle. They're not going to take their best stuff and put it on Peacock, with one exception. We'll talk about that. Um, so they're kind of hoping you continue to pay for cable and continue to watch regular NBC, and that if you are going to watch on the internet, you watch on their service. And they also acknowledge that maybe you're not watching NBC anyway, so if you are if you really have left us, we're going to give you this so thing. So they don't want to cannibalize their own they are, cable They are, are trying business. to not cannibalize it rapidly, and okay. I think that is sort of the muted expectations. So they're not like giving it their all or something in, yeah. in order to do so? Okay. Yeah, I think so. I think it is not a bet the company bet. I mean, you could argue that even Disney isn't betting the company if you really look at it because um, Disney has a big cable business too. But it looks like Disney is is leaning into it a little faster right. than NBC is. I mean, I guess they did have a lot of, as you're saying, new shows and things that they were trying to push on it. It just, it seemed like their expect or their estimates of it were low. I don't know if they're like, if they were saying... Our content's going to suck. I have not. I have not paid a lot of attention to to what they're coming out with. What the new stuff is. That's the stuff that'll be in that five dollars slash free tier, the premium tier. I'm putting air quotes around it. Um, what stood out to you in terms of the new shows? Um, about? There was something called Brave New World. It looked like a very well, high, highly produced dystopian future where we're all on drugs to be happy, and then. Is that, that's not the Battlestar Galactica reboot, right? No, no. Um, I think this was different. Um, and then, um, you know, it had a lot of attractive looking characters. I was like, oh, this seems like something I would watch on Netflix or, you know, whatever. Had some sort of biopic called Angeline. Looked like, I think it was based off maybe a Hollywood Reporter story about this woman who existed as a celebrity on a billboard. I saw you had an improving tweet. Oh, yes, Angeline. Yeah, the, she has big yeah, breasts. Cool. Right? Yeah, it looked yeah, really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she was like Barbie-esque. A, that's a very specific 80s sort of reference. If you yeah. watch an 80s movie, she'll be on a billboard. Yeah, they had that. And then just like other shows that looked like other shows. I saw there's going to be a, a, a Twitter, uh, a show about Twitter based on Nick Bilton's Twitter book. Uh, really? I must yeah. have missed this. That was tweeted out at some point. Okay. They're not going to lead with everything they're doing. It struck me that it's not like Disney where they say, we have the Mandalorian. It's a thing we know that every Star Wars head is going to want to watch. Plus, it turns out it has Baby Yoda. Um, and it's not Apple where we're saying we have Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon in this flagship show. It's we have a lot of stuff that's on NBC that you are you already know. You've right. seen Shrek. You've seen The Office. And you would like to see it again. Yeah. And like, I know that I like The Office. Oh, let's talk about The Office for a second. Yeah. That's kind of like the th- my, I guess, version of TV is just put The Office on Netflix and kind of walk around the house and do something else. Right. So so The Office is, pro- by many accounts, one of the two most popular shows on, on Netflix. Or yeah, has they said it was the number one on Netflix, according to NBC. Yeah. Uh, Friends and, and The Office. And it, probably a, a few years ago, you would have been surprised to learn that Netflix was being most used to watch old sitcoms. So that specifically had been on NBC. And so it's very comforting. Now Peacock is going to have The Office, 
but it's not going to be on till the end of the year, which is sort of like they they were really advertising it a lot. And I kept being like, but it's not on there yet. Right. Come watch The Office. Lies. <laughs> next year. Yeah. If you want to watch The Office now, go to Netflix, but don't do that. All right. Is there a lot of stuff like that or is it just The Office? I think that's probably the biggest thing that they're promoting that they don't actually well, they have. Parks and Rec, right? That's kind of yeah, similar. Yeah, a smaller show. But, um, you know, but there's a, there, part of this is the is the idea that it, because of Netflix, we have learned that there is a big appetite for people like you who just want to watch something and they want to watch a lot of it. They don't want, there's, it's easy to binge, but you don't have to spend a lot of brain power on it. It's familiar. Or maybe like my kid, my nine-year-old, it's new to you, but there's a lot of it and you can consume a lot of it and it's well done. That reminds me of another part about the app that was actually kind of cool. They, they say like when you turn it on, it just plays stuff, which um, I think I've heard a lot of people, myself included, complain about on Twitter, how you go onto Netflix and you have no idea what to watch. And this is kind of going to be like just like TV and that stuff plays, which I think is actually kind of cool. But obviously I get that it is like TV. Yeah, it's funny that, that that's appealing to you. I think you would be one of the people who yells. And says, I don't want that thing to just start playing. There's a Twitter. Uh, if I'm tweet, watching Peacock, it's, a, it's already. There's you know, a tweet I saw this morning yelling at Netflix about their autoplay uh, yeah. previews, which to me doesn't seem like a problem. Um, everybody wants a different thing. Um, and I have, I think the Netflix folks are experimenting with that as well. I think we saw a story saying they're you know, in one of the markets. They're doing the same thing. You're going to turn on Netflix and it'll turn on. Um, I think there are going to end up being five or six different ways that might people like it are going to consume. Complain about it, but. Yeah, I mean, people are going to want to. You can probably like when Hulu launched their live TV thing a couple of years ago. They were really proud of the fact that they didn't have a TV grid. Like we're not doing that. That's an old way of consuming TV. And it turns out a bunch of people like having a grid, mm-hmm. so they, they put it back in. And I think you're going to – the truth is these – I think it's relatively easy to sort of provide a different UI for a lot of this stuff and people can probably toggle back and forth. Right. I think it's the shows, right? Right. There is one, I think, particularly interesting thing in the premium slash free tier um, involving comedy. Do you want to talk about that for a second? Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Fallon, you could watch – is it The Late Show? It's very confusing. I kept Googling yesterday, which there's Jimmy Fallon's, I think, is The Tonight Show, and I think Seth Meyer is The Late Show. Okay, so these two male comedians have a show that's late at night that yep. now you could watch a little bit earlier if you have Peacock. You could watch it at 8 p.m. as opposed to whenever they air, which is, I'm guessing, what, 11 midnight? Ronnie, the voice and ears and brain of the average consumer, clearly does not watch the male comedians Jimmy Fallon and Seth Meyers. They're at 11.35 and 12.35. And by the way, I don't think anyone who listens to the show watches them live. They watch clips on YouTube the next day. Um, And what Comcast is doing here is saying, we think there's some audience that wants to watch this stuff live or earlier than a regular TV audience. It's very confusing. Right. It doesn't seem like a great selling point. It's kind of interesting. But there's a whole thing where it's going to make the affiliates, the the TV stations that are paying NBC and Comcast licensing rights to show this stuff, um, plus the actual cable providers, um, the, the uh, spectrums of the world, um, bananas as well, because they're saying, we are paying you so we can show this before it shows up on YouTube. And now you're saying people can see it before they see it on our channel. This is going to make them quite pissed. Um, I'd heard about this and wrote about this this week. And when I was asking different people who are in the TV business, how would you structure this deal? They're like, we don't know how you could do it. Um, it seems so like a weird thing to do if it's actually contentious. I was like, okay, fine. It seems like a weird early, but... fight to pick. If you're gonna, if you're gonna 
create a fight with your distributors and with your affiliates, you might want to do it over something that's a bigger deal. Right. That people aren't going to watch the next day anyway. Yeah. Or maybe this is just them saying, you know what, this is the future and, 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 and affiliates slash distributors, we're going to be fighting over this stuff all the time. I, I talked to an NBC person early this week and said, this is actually, you know, when you ever hear, hear slash read these stories about distributors and the programmers fighting over fees, like this is going to be part of the fight now is where Timing. the stuff, the stuff we're paying you for, where is it going to show up? And if you're going to put it on your own service before you give it to us, it's worth a lot less. So in the end, it's still about money, but it's about windowing. Um, again, the, the NBC person I talked to said what they're basically doing is telling the affiliates and distributors that they now have the second window for this programming, which is a small deal right now, and but kind of a big deal in big picture. Do we have any other big streaming launches coming this year? Uh, yeah, we do. Um, what's the... Is it Quibi? Is that is that the one? <laughs> yes, I Quibi. set you up. I gave you the big fat hanging curveball, and the fact that yeah. uh, you're only remotely familiar with Quibi is, yeah, is a problem for Quibi, right? Um, it seems like, just from my you know not knowing anything about it perspective, it's it's highly produced for such a weird little thing. Like it's it's supposed to be just for your phone, right? Where, phone only. And the thing is that you could turn your phone you know, straight or you know, uh, like horizontal or vertical and it, yes. it moves with you. And it's, like, it's worrisome. And they're it's leaning short. into this. Their, their idea is, this is Jeffrey Katzenberg, famous Hollywood guy uh, with Meg Whitman, who used to run Hewlett Packard uh, and eBay uh, saying, we believe that there is a market for video that you watch on your phone that is short in length, is highly like produced, long? I don't know, five minutes okay. and, and you'll pay for it. And Ooh. by the way, maybe they're right. Maybe their people will pay for this service. But the premise that y- when you have five minutes and you're standing in line at the bank or waiting for your coffee to make this is literally you go part on of Twitter video, or watch YouTube. that you don't know what to do, <laughs> that somehow you're not entertained or you can't f- occupy yourself is baffling. They literally have a video showing a woman making a pot of coffee. And while the coffee's brewing, she holds up her phone and she's delighted because she can watch Quibi. I don't quite understand the gimmick of like turning it two ways like i feel like couldn't anyone else just do that shoot on two cameras and anyone else could um, if that if that does prove the main to be thing like is i don't thing. think I don't there know. are people holding up their phone going mm-hmm. i love this show but when i turn my phone it doesn't do what i want right. to do it actually works pretty well right. uh so we'll see so they're they're gonna have a launch in april i think i'll probably go out for that and we'll have another version of this conversation and i think and that's it for HBO the big Max? launches. HBO Max will come out this spring. Yeah. They had their they had their announcement. But in terms of announcements, I think we're basically done at this point. Okay, no one else is going to come like unless there is a, doesn't have in, a streaming service. Unless there like. is a secret streaming service people are spending billions of dollars on that we don't know about, I think we're good. And then we're going to spend the next year or so watching it shake out. The next couple years really. Right. Do you, do you want to pick a winner? Oh, well, I'm of the of the mind that there will be multiple people that multiple companies that will survive i think it's completely feasible that you know netflix and hbo now and then you know you have a free login to peacock and that's like enough i guess if i want to pick a loser i would say quibi but that seems like too easy it's like shooting a fish in a barrel shooting a dead fish in a (laughs) barrel and by the way vox media has deals with quibi and pretty much other every other streaming service so we wish them all well it's good for us for our continued employment. I do think you know there's there's a there's a thing here. I've I've harped on this before, and it happens at every one of these events where someone lists all of the streaming services and says there are too many streaming services. It's terrible. How it's will confusing. we decide? How will we decide? How will we pay for them all? 
And I keep thinking that's a problem for the streaming services. I don't think it's a problem for the consumer at well, all. It's annoying to try to find stuff right now all of a sudden because it's on a billion different yes, things. To, but it's not. You got to you got to click your phone button a couple more times. Okay. But come on, valuable thumb. Come on, here. and I think it's great because, and this is the line, I always use this. I like billions a lot. I'm very excited to see what Brian Koppelman is coming out with in the spring. And when when billions comes on, I will subscribe to Showtime, and I'll keep it for the 10 episodes and then I will turn it off and that will require a couple clicks on my phone to do that and if you tell me that there's an amazing show on Quibi and it's worth paying for I probably won't believe you but if a few people do then I'll do the same thing for Quibi and back and forth and I guess it's more arduous than having everything through one cable subscription but it's much better for my pocketbook and right, fr- and Isn't I and it I, like I, people I like used it. to pay like a hundred dollars for cable, hundred plus. Yeah, they still do. So, and, and, and it's like twenty, thirty bucks then. You're, yeah, you're the right. one the one thing that the cable bundle did is allowed a company like AMC, which was getting paid regardless of whether you ever watched it, and you probably didn't watch it because they had old movies you didn't care about, but they had enough money to invest in Mad Men randomly, and then and it worked. And same thing with Breaking Bad, and it worked, and you didn't know that you wanted AMC. Until one day someone said Breaking Bad is on AMC. It's amazing. You should watch it. Then you could go watch it. Actually, you probably watched it. You caught up on Netflix. So that sort of eventually the the subsidy that allowed a Breaking Bad and a Mad Men to be built and then it's allowing all these new shows to be built because people are burning money trying to build these things up. Maybe we do get to a point where that goes away. But for right now, it's it's pretty great. And, you know, I've heard enough people tell me that I should watch Shit's Creek. Do you watch Shit's Creek? Um, I've heard people tell me that too, but I have a pretty high bar for Jelani. Jelani's shaking his head. Zach, are you a Shit's Creek guy? Uh, never All seen right. it. Many people say Shit's Creek is good. I have decided that at some point I'm going to watch it. I can't tell you what network it's on, but I know how to find out, and I'm going to go watch it. And maybe I already have subscribed to it, it turns out, through Hulu or something, or maybe I'll have to pay some amount of money or do a trial. I think that's a pretty good place to be in as a consumer. Yeah. Okay. Let's watch the content I want to watch when I want to watch it. That's nice. That's a nice way to end it. Yeah. All right, Ronnie, I'm glad you enjoyed the sushi. Thank you. Thank um, you for inviting me. I'm glad that the Recode Media listeners got to listen to this. We will be back next week. We'll see you soon. <laughs>